0: Welcome to the Amy Rushworth Show. I'm your host, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm an empowerment and sexual wellness coach, breathwork teacher, podcaster, course creator, badass bitch, and a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment. And I'm here to help you if you're ready to fuck off the rules and create a life of unashamed, unapologetic pleasure and deep, deep confidence. I have a burning passion for the taboo and naughty areas of womanhood that we're not supposed to talk about, such as sexual wellness, bold self-expression, defying social expectations, and so much more. The topics that we're typically taught to shut up about or be ashamed of are the conversations I live for, and those are the kind of juicy, soulful chats that are going down on this show. My intention is for you to step into your most outrageously free, unapologetically expressed version of you. So if that sounds like a vibe, let's fucking go. Are you ready? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Amy Rushworth show. I have a fucking raging cold, but I'm not rescheduling this interview because I've been excited about it for weeks. I am joined by one of my really good friends, Tara, and we are going to talk all about astrology and how to really specifically use it to empower your business, your expression, Um, and yeah, I wanna talk about things in a really explicit way so that you're left with really tangible takeaways that you can implement in your business to become a more rich and successful, abundant bad bitch. So welcome, babe, how are you? I'm doing so good, I'm so excited to
1: be here. I'm like, Yay. yeah. We've been talking about doing this for a while. We've been chatting back back and forth at this time, and you and I are homies in different time zones. I'm like, this is ten twenty p.m. Hawaii time, and you're nine a.m. I think yeah. Spanish time. <laughs> but yeah, this is the time of day that you and I just go off about charts. So we'll be messaging across the world <laughs> and we're like, let's make this into a podcast. Let's chat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so, so excited. And um, I know that we've got lots to get into. You, uh, Do you want to just quickly introduce yourself, babe, so people know who they're listening to?
1: Totally. So my name is Tara. I'm a mystic. I'm a coach. I'm an artist. I'm a writer. I'm a hardcore meditator, dancer, all of the things, and I really love to support people in awakening through the lens of the planets, using astrology, human design, the Akashic records, and Amy and I met through an amazing business mastermind, and we've continued to be friends, and just excited to just keep chatting and sharing more of yeah. About how to be unapologetically expressed within our business and, and life.
0: Amazing. So excited for this. <laughs> I have all the questions. I know that you have a, mm, I was going to say a fetish for the moon, a passion for the moon and how we can use it in our business. Uh, so how do you like how would you recommend that people who are new to implementing and integrating astrology with biz how do they start working with the moon because I know that you were saying to me just before that a lot of people myself included we would use the new moon and the full moon as these like anchor points in the month and in the lunar cycle but that's like the thing i think you said it's a fingernail on an entire body like it's a tiny little sliver of the potential of what we can do so how would you recommend people start implementing that in a deeper way
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so it is a moon fetish and i would like to say that the moon is the gateway drug to um all of the other planets but it is a very fascinating one because She is moving so quickly throughout every single person's chart. Every single person has 12 houses, 12 signs, and she is illuminating every single sign every two to three days, lighting up different sectors of your life. And this moon is the subconscious. So it's access into deeper realms of self that is always present but we're not always aware of. And the way that um if you've ever like gotten a psychic reading or have been developing your psychic abilities as soon as you name an energy that's there whether like it's um I'm just going to go ahead and go really deep whether it's a spirit or if it's um like Uh, just an energy that you feel in the room, the moment you name it, it intensifies. And the same with the moon. You can look at your chart and see what the moon is doing and say, oh my gosh, it's going through my 11th house of money and community. And this is why I'm freaking making so much money the past two days and, and things within my community are up in my face right now. So it's a way for us to illuminate the what's typically not seen.
0: Mm -hmm. Amazing. And would you also say that it affects you emotionally? Like if you're a one man band or you're kind of like the face of your brand or your company, obviously the way you're feeling emotionally and in your own inner depths is going to affect like how confident you feel showing up and expressing yourself or maybe you know, vulnerably, courageously putting a new offer out into the world, how would you recommend using the moon as like a litmus test for that? Like whether we were talking about maybe exploring, uh, you know, when's the time to create an offering versus when's the time to lay low and how to use the moon to discern that?
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So should we just dive right in and maybe let's go fucking weird okay. yeah. we're just going we're just going zero to a hundred we're like all right guys let's go okay so um I sent it to you over Voxer we'll just go ahead and pull up your chart and um maybe we can share this in the show notes but we see your chart here. I'm reading it in Western whole sign. So it may look a little bit different from what other astrologers, um, how they read, but this is Western whole sign. And when we are looking at a chart as such, which I'll go ahead and share for anybody else who wants to follow along and go ahead and pull up your chart. You go to uh, astrodns.com. Put in your birth info under extended chart selection. Click whole sign. I would say even add in the descending node, um, and then this will pull up your chart. So go ahead and do that. Once you have your chart up, you'll see that inside the natal wheel there are all of these planets, and you'll see these signs: sun jupiter and in your first house we see mercury right on the ascendant we see venus retrograde right on the ascendant we see mars in the first house so all in the sign of virgo which shows me that when the moon is going through your first house this is a time for you amy to be unapologetically speaking about the ways that you love unconventionally around the things that you're thinking about and it's for you to do it in this like very bold way because Mars is there so any single time the moon enters into Virgo this is for you this is time for you to show up online and be talking about all of these different pieces love, boldness, being your unapologetic self any single time the moon is in Virgo. However, if we look at your chart, your second house is pretty chill. There's, there's not that much going on. There's not too many personal planets. This is a day to just kind of like, I would say, lay low. Like, I would be like, okay, I'm going to just, like, take it two days off of social media. For you personally, um, the second house is a, um, a house that's all about your values and your bank account, your material items. This is a time for you to just, like, take stock and be like, all right, what do I got? What's important to me? And because there's no personal planets there. This is a time for you to like just kind of like do it on your own. You don't need to share this publicly. How is this mm-hmm. landing?
0: Yeah, definitely. Would it be the same for someone else or would they have a different interpretation of of that?
1: Right. So, if somebody uh is looking if you're looking at your chart right now, um, And you don't see any planets in the first house. So right now we're just talking about the first house. If you don't see any planets there, it doesn't, it can be a pretty chill day. But for you, Amy, you've got Mercury, Venus, Mars, like you've got a lot of action going on. So this is a time where like you are naturally very lit up. But your second house doesn't have any planets. If somebody had planets in their second house, aka I've got my sun and my retrograded Venus in the second house, this is a day where I am like talking about the things that I find valuable. I'm talking to other women about unconventional love. I am like expressing myself because of those planets there. So yes, every single person is different. With where the moon's at and mm-hmm. what what is there and what they should talk about. If you see on your chart, and again, we'll show this in the show notes, the moon currently for you, do you happen to see where it is on the outer green transit thing?
0: I'm here for it. So for it. Tell, me, tell me where it is. Okay. <laughs> tell me where it is. So.
1: On the outside rim, we have these green planets. Those are the current transits. And if we look at the bottom right in the fifth house. Oh, it's in my fifth house. Right now, it's it's transiting your fifth house.
0: There's so much going on in that fifth house for me.
1: There's... (laughs) so much going on in that fifth house so much which is so (laughs) exciting like your fifth house is joy and creativity and what you're here to give birth to and for you you've got mystical placements there you've got neptune you've got uranus And your North Node, which shows me you're here to give birth to very eclectic and mystical, novel things, whether it's within your business or any creative project that you're working on within your life, maybe a baby.
0: You've given (laughs) me an all-knowing look.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying anything.
0: So for someone who... Someone who is like listening and thinking about, okay, how do they apply it to their chart? They're looking at where their moon is transiting on their chart, right? So they're using transits rather than looking up like, oh, the moon is in this sign today.
1: Right. So the transits are where the moon is. So for example, for you, the moon is transiting... Capricorn and that's where it's at for everybody right now the moon is transiting Capricorn at this very moment so Capricorn for you is your fifth house Capricorn for me is my 11th house Capricorn for somebody with a Capricorn rising is their first house so so many people like oftentimes are like Oh, the moon is in Capricorn, and they're associating it with a flavor of a sign. But what I'm here to share with everyone is the house is so much more deep and important and specific than the sign itself. So right now for you, it's like, yeah, for everybody, it's yeah. transiting Capricorn. But for you in this moment, it's transiting the fifth house where you've got Neptune and Uranus and the North Node there. So right now it's this question of like, what are you birthing? What kind of legacy are you birthing for yourself? So
0: many things.
1: <laughs> right? And Amazing. For sure. Cause you've got your North node there. So it's showing me that you're like, you're birthing a ton of stuff and you will throughout this, this entire lifetime, honestly.
0: Amazing. That's so cool. And I also found this thing of what you're saying of like how the house takes everything like up a notch or to like way greater depths. Um, when I started exploring Chiron, So I always knew my Chiron's in Leo, but Mm -hmm. when I found out where it was in terms of the house, that's when I was like, oh shit, you know, it's not just like you said, this vague flavor of like wounds around talent and self-expression and whatnot. It's sitting in this house, which means that it shows up in this way. Or, you know, for one of my girlfriends, she has Chiron in Virgo and it sits in a house of relationships and so it's not like showing up in every part of her experience it's showing up in that particular um yeah part of her reality exactly
1: exactly exactly like you and I both have Chiron in Leo so there is this part where both of us share this healing around expression However, yours is in your 12th house and mine is in my sixth house. The 12th house is the house of God and the unseen and the subconscious and beyond the veil. So for you, Chiron in the 12th house is actually this deep healing with God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also heard the 12th house can be related to mental illness or like struggles with that. And I, you know, my spiritual awakening began with a PTSD diagnosis and suicidal ideation, you know, and reinventing Mm -hmm. myself from that place, reinventing uh, who I was, my identity, um, coming back to God, you know, (laughs) because I was very like, in conversations with God as a little girl, and then mm-hmm. lost that. And then it was like when I'm on my knees at rock bottom that I find God again and start rebuilding from there. So it really resonates that that wound sits in that house for me. Um, and mm-hmm. it is sort of like reminds me there can be this fine line between being like almost mentally unwell and psychic it's like there's not that many degrees of separation between uh these two and I think a lot of light workers have also experienced that of like being mentally at rock bottom and then that's where they find their gifts
1: right absolutely absolutely yep yeah yep Yep. what's so cool though is that you have your jupiter in your 12th house too so there's like even though you're like oh my God, I'm at my rock bottom. You're like, I'm also strangely being blessed by this.
0: Yeah. I'm still a lucky bitch, even at my worst.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. So let's say someone's looking at their chart listing and they're like, okay, I want to know when's a good time, a lucky time, an ideal time to create or launch an offering versus laying low. What are Mm. they looking for? Because I reckon one of the biggest pain points that a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs have is kind of distinguishing between the voice inside, the intuition that's like, it's go time. This is a message from God. It's time to put this out there versus like, is that really that voice or is that fear or ego? So can the chart illuminate that clarity for us?
1: 100%. 100%. So when the moon is transiting, and the moon will be green on the outer rim of the chart, when the moon is going over, let's say, Jupiter, that is a great time to post. Um, when the moon is going over Venus, when the moon is going over the sun, And I would even say the moon in general going over these personal planets can even give theme to what you get to speak about. So right now for you, the moon going over your fifth house, the house of creation, this is a great time for you to speak to your audience about all of the different things that you're creating. Whatever's happening in your personal life, whatever is, you know, happening within your business, just speak about it. Um, Good times to lay low is when there's the moon is transiting houses that are empty. So we'll see in your seventh house, it's open. So I wouldn't like be super out there that day. Your eighth house doesn't have any placements. There's no Aries placements there. Uh, your second house, your fourth house. These are the, the days that I would lay low and just be like, cool, I'm just going to like work on myself and work on my vibe. But when the moon is going over your 12th house with Jupiter, the sun and Chiron there, Talk about God. Talk about psychic shit. Talk about whatever is like lighting you up within the, your own depths. And then when the moon is going over your first house, girl, like go off, give it to us, like share <laughs> with your audience, like what you really think about the world when the moon is going through your fifth house, like it is today, you're like, you know, how am I different? What am I birthing? Like really show us your mystical side on these days. And I, and I say that because of Neptune and Uranus and the North node within your fifth house. Um, So for you again, 12th house, first house, fifth house, because of those placements. And If anyone's listening in, I would just be looking at Amy's chart and being like, okay, cool, tracking this, and then go ahead and look at your own chart and say, where are my personal planets? Where's Jupiter? Where's the sun? Where do you see a bunch of black symbols? And then go ahead and whenever the moon is going over those houses, that's when you should post and share and talk about offers.
0: Nice. It feels very efficient to me because you can like plan things or it just kind of gives you that insight of how to be the most potent and impactful. Because I think there's nothing worse than when you're super excited about something you're creating and you put it out and no one recognizes you. I mean, like I'm a projector, so that makes me so bitter. And yeah, like bitterness is a not self theme, is not the one.
1: (laughs) no we don't want that we don't want that right and this is in like what we're doing with these mystical charts in astrology and human design is we're really understanding the signature that lives within like the most deep and ancient version of you that is so immensely powerful we're bringing that out and then all of the other shit that's like how society is telling you to be like, show up like this, don't show up like this, don't talk about this, don't talk about this, be strong, be whatever the fuck, like, that's not who you are. Like who you are is so deep and so untouchable. And we can bring that out through the lens of the charts.
0: Totally. So are there certain days where your post would be more likely to go viral? Is it Is it the same Mm -hmm. thing as what we've already been talking about? Or is there like a particular lucky viral placement transit we can tap into?
1: Absolutely. So I'll share a little bit of my own experience. Um, I have Jupiter, the planet of abundance and wanting to bless others. He's the guru. He's the teacher. He lives within my eighth house of the occult and magic and deep study. Um, Not necessarily deep study, but depth. Uh, And whenever the moon goes over my Jupiter house, any single thing I post on that day always goes viral. (laughs) And I'm just like, it's kind of just becoming a joke to me now where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, do I feel like going viral this one? (laughs) <laughs> like with this post <laughs> and specifically if I talk about topics that relate to that sign, Jupiter. So for you, I would say when the moon goes over your Jupiter in the 12th house and go off about like go off about God. And go about off about like your the relationship that you've healed with God. Go off about what you're seeing that other people are not seeing. This is the twelfth house of the unseen. Talk about like the far off places that you've been within your psyche, because again, twelfth house is very far away things internally and also externally. Um, and so when you talk about these things, and it goes over your Jupiter. That will be great, also um, same again too when it's going over your ascendant, you have such a unique ascendant with Venus and Mercury conjunct your ascendant and uh a Venus retrograde. But like yeah, shit will probably go viral if you hone in on these uh specific top specific topics around love and communication and like loving it in unconventional ways but it's in the sign of virgo so even being very particular and giving us a step-by-step process around how to do that is very supportive mercury's at home here he's exalted here so you're very good at your communications about your one two three step processes um and with mars being there as well do it in a way that's like, maybe a little bit aggressive, like be bold with us and be like, all right, guys, get it together. Um, this is how you want to love yourself.
0: Amazing. Mm -hmm. I, uh, just recently announced I'm moving to Bali, which is on my Mars line in astro cartography. Uh, I believe it's also very close by with the venus line and the mercury line um so that feels if i'm correct or seems like it's gonna be a really unapologetic place for me to be yes
1: yes 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 and (laughs) (laughs) um might I even say this will be really powerful for what you're creating? Uh, Because there's this epic trine between your Mars, your natal Mars that trines to your fifth house and Mars is exalted in the sign of Capricorn in the fifth house. So this is like, again, very supportive energy around the things that you want to give birth to. I can see you creating a lot in Bali.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I deserve it. I've literally had such a tough last two years, honestly. I know that Mm -hmm. you've also been in the depths, like doing your thing. Like I really feel like we went on the same like roller coaster descent. <laughs> we had this same
1: Saturn return. We had Saturn return in Aquarius. So we were both like being smushed and flattened in the best way by Saturn and now we're coming out the other side um for different versions of different roller coasters, but the roller coaster of Saturn is fair. Very- I almost said Santa. <laughs> The probably comes of Santa. (laughs) No, Saturn is very specific and
0: intense. Yeah, totally. I would love to actually talk about money with you um, and how we can use astrology to empower our relationship with money and maybe the relationship that we have with money through the – uh, catalyst or lens of our business. Um, -hmm. yeah, I would love to just riff with you a bit on this and yeah, help people come into like a healthier relationship with their personal money templates, because I think that there's still a lot of distortion in our industry around like wealth and money worship and, I would love to hear, yeah, your thoughts on like, how do we have a healthier relationship with money by using our astrology Mm -hmm. chart?
1: Right. Yeah. So I'd like to start off by defining a healthy relationship to money. And to me, that is balance and that is having everything that we need in order to feel really regulated within our systems and be able to really uh, birth what we're here to birth and hone our gifts in the way that we wish to do so. So yeah, first of all, what is healthy? And, And that is so unique to each person So I think each person should just take a moment and answer that for themselves. Like what is a healthy relationship to money? Um, And then from there to create greater understanding about how you're meant to relate to money, I like to start with your 11th house placements. So for you, your 11th house placement We've talked about this. You're like, my south node in Cancer. I think it's so beautiful.
0: (laughs) I'm like, that bitch. We love
1: it. We love it. (laughs) So, (laughs) Amy has a south node in Cancer in the 11th house, which shows us that she's literally meant to make money in a way where she's like spiritually nurturing people and taking care of people. And the more you anchor into that, the easier it is for wealth is wealth to come through. So I think that this is this is So special and, and yeah, getting to care about the people that you love. Every single person has a different 11th house placement. For myself, as an example, I have Uranus and Neptune in the 11th house. So I actually make money when I talk more about mystical things and very far off unconventional things. And this and it helps connect me to people because the 11th house is also people connects me to people who um, are magical and mystical and money, as we know, comes from other people. So by being connected to the right people, you are able to open up money within your chart through the 11th house. As far as having money, holding money. We want to look at your second house, which is value, your bank account, your material items. We see for you, Amy, you don't have any planets there. However, we like to look at what the Lord of that that, um, sign is doing. So Libra is ruled by... Venus and Venus is retrograde right on your ascendant so you hold value in yourself you naturally have a sense of self-worth and again because it's retrograde it's unconventional and it also retrogrades intensifies it so you're very like this looks different but what I hold value in is me motherfuckers you're like, I am the prize. I am the treasure.
0: Anyone who knows me is just laughing their ass off.
1: LMAO. LMAO, for sure. And again, every single person has different second house placements. Go ahead and look at it for you. See what planets are there. It it shows you how you hold your wealth. And then as far as... Um, other wealth channels it's great to look at the eighth house and seeing mm-hmm. what the eighth house is, is inheritance and if you don't have any personal planets there we like to again look at what the ruler is doing which we did in the second house so for you your eighth house the ruler is mars and it's living again in your first house so you're like I am the inheritance. <laughs> so happy. Uh, <funny>. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so for someone else looking at their 8th house, say they're an astrology newbie, say they've got nothing there like me. Mm-hmm. They want to look at Mars.
1: They want to look at who rules that house? So Aries is ruled, Aries rules your eighth house and Aries is ruled by Mars. And your Mars is living on your ascendant. So if somebody else is looking, let's say, let's say Gemini is their eighth house. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. And we want to look at what Mercury is doing. It's like, Really looking at the chart with the houses, imagine them being actual houses and every single house has an owner of the house and you want to see what the owner is doing. Whose house are they at? Where are they partying? Are they having a good time? Like what other planets are there? All of the planets and all of the houses and all of the signs are having this massive conversation. And when you're looking at somebody's chart, you're seeing what conversations are going on in their their mind, body, spirit. And then the transits are how it's illuminating and interacting with all of their inner cosmic world. So it it gets to be very complex, but also not at the same time where we're looking at, um, the moon, we're looking at the sun, we're looking at, there's so many cool things to look at that can tell us about the very dynamic experience that you're having day to day to day to day.
0: Yeah. So cool. So how, how do we plug these pieces that we're talking about with some of the previous pieces around the moon moving through houses. So like, let's do a hypothetical example. Say I am a spiritual life coach and I come to you and I'm like, I've got this thing that I'm working on. I really want it to be this huge source of revenue in my business. I'm, I'm basically planning my whole year around this because it's, it's their soul work. It's their offering, but they also want it to be this big source of money and financial abundance, what are we looking for there? Are we looking at the moon in conjunction with these houses, the 11th, eighth and second? And like, Mm -hmm. how do we break that down simply for someone?
1: Mm -hmm, Totally. So if you're like, okay, I want to launch this offer and I'm going to be talking about it on these certain days. um, We want to be looking at where the personal, yeah, we want to look, be looking at the 11th house. If there's any, um, major planets there, you want to talk about when the moon or like whenever the moon is crossing over Jupiter, that's a really good time to talk about your offerings. Whenever the moon is crossing over Venus or, um, Uranus or Neptune, I would say, look at the personal planets and just kind of see where the moon is crossing over these more major planets within, not, and they're all major, but like really significant planets, AKA sun, Jupiter, Venus, um, Uranus, Neptune. Those are some really cool ones to work with as far as like, where's the moon at? Is this a good time for me to talk about it?
0: Cool. And could you also like travel to those places to launch? Cause I know loads of the coach girlies love to like launch and travel, you know, they go to like a really beautiful place, like a beautiful hotel and launch. Would you, could you also include that for like extra potency? Like I'm going to go to my Jupiter line or I'm going to go to this line.
1: You totally can. You absolutely can. I mean, why not? (laughs) But really those, (laughs) (laughs) those, I think those more specific questions of like, should I go and do an epic launch somewhere beautiful? You feel that within your own resonance of your soul, right? And that, that tunes back into human design. What's your strategy? What's your authority? And following Mm. that first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. So um, one last thing I want to touch on, because, you know, I'm always talking about being unapologetic and bringing out the unapologetic flavors of the women that I work with. I know that astrology for me and for many others can just be this incredible permission slip. Same with human design what would you say is like one of the most powerful ways that we can actually use our natal chart to become a more unapologetic self? Like, is there a particular thing to look at or is it more just like continuously diving in to discover those deeper layers of your true self?
1: Quite bluntly, work with an astrologer. (laughs) Get a good reading to understand who you are through the lens of your chart. And then once you have a pretty good grasp on it, allow yourself to, um, contemplate these pieces more deeply around, okay, this is my Saturn and this is how I show up in structure and discipline, but this is my Venus and this is how I love and this is my sun. This is how I express myself. And, be in this constant contemplation around how you have so many different pieces of self and this is where I see the unapologetic nature coming in which is you know I have a freaking cold like you were saying you're like I don't give a fuck I have a cold and I'm still showing up for my podcast (laughs) right it's it's the both and it's the like okay, I'm going through such a massive expansion and I'm also freaking having a moment behind the scenes where I'm crying. So letting ourselves have so many different pieces of ourselves always be present and that's what the chart really shows us as, as well we're not supposed to be this one perfect box of a human where we are very dynamic and changing all of the time day to day just in the same way the moon is constantly moving there's different pieces of us that are constantly being illuminated and to be in deeper contemplation of self via mystical study and having epic guides to support us in that.
0: I love that. I think that's such a big pain point for so many women, definitely like the community that I have um, and the reflections that I get as a projector as well, you know, I'm always looking for these themes of like, what are people saying that I'm giving them permission to do? Or what, like, what are they reflecting to me? And I think one of the big ones is like permission to be all the different contradictory facets of who you are, Um, you know, even take me for example, like I'm super bougie and, and I love makeup and beauty appointments and all the basic bitch shit and you know getting my nails done brings me deep internal joy yes truly but then I will also you know be at the mushroom ceremony with my little Chanel bag on my shoulder and then I'll like be having a conversation with God or like I'm moving to Bali because a fucking frog fell on my head which was a sign from the universe about something so it's like I think a pain point for so many people because they think, oh, I have to be this. I have to be this way if I'm spiritual and I can't Mm -hmm. like these things or I have to be this way all the time, but I actually have these deep like hidden other parts of me. And I really feel like what you were speaking to is that astrology like allows us to compassionately and, and powerfully hold the nuance of who we are and like the contradictions of who we are
1: absolutely exactly and to see how multifaceted we are and I mean this is I think this is something that you and I just deeply relate on <laughs> we're, like, <laughs> we're so many different pieces all at once and we just like text back and forth and just laugh about it it's like can't define us like you know <laughs> Just so many things all at once, all the time.
0: Yeah, I love that. Amazing. So what have you got coming up or like, what do you feel called to invite our audience, um, my audience to do with this information? Like, do you have a program coming out? Do you have um, offerings that they can step into? Tell us Mm -hmm. what you feel called to share.
1: Yeah, I'd love to share about my mentorship that I have called Love by the Moon. And we spend a month together decoding your birth chart and really getting to understand who you are through the lens of the moon. And it's a month-long container. It's really simple. There's four sessions, and this is like the perfect way to crack open into deeper astrology.
0: Amazing. It sounds lit. <laughs> it's
1: lit. I love it thank you if you followed you along so this whole conversation me. yeah for sure if you were like yes 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 i'm like on it and deep and studying and looking at your own chart love by the moon is the answer if you were like i don't know what the f this home was talking about the whole time and this is <laughs> overwhelming maybe not <laughs> yeah. and that's just to be honest
0: so. yeah Yeah, but
1: so excited take it
0: take it or leave it if you don't like it fuck off (laughs) exactly that yes oh thank you so much babe for joining us and sharing it's
1: such a pleasure I'm so happy (laughs) it's such a joy to just talk moon and stars with you and look at your chart and giggle and Yeah, laugh about this human experience together thank you so much for having me
0: thank you babe thank you so much for tuning in i hope this episode ignited you expanded you and enriched your heart your mind your life in some way if it did reach out on instagram my handle is this is amy rushworth Or you can head over to my website for all my courses, retreats, and magical offerings at amyrushworth.com. If the show feels like a vibe for you, make sure you subscribe. And if you have 60 seconds to rate and review or even to just share the show with a friend, I would be so, so, so grateful. And it helps more amazing, beautiful people like you to discover this show and to improve their lives for the better. Stay tuned for the next episode and until then I'm sending you strength, grace, ferocious courage and a friendly reminder to always love yourself fiercely and to go out there and live your most unapologetic life.